Greetings and welcome to CritCast episode 31, where we're talking about LVO and Dakota. So today, instead of being joined by Scrivo, after all my guides, I'm joined by Dakota. So Dakota, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing fantastic. It's a great day here in California, sunny California. How about you, brother? It's um, it's London, and unfortunately <laughs> the sun has gone. But we're in this weird point between <laughs> summer and autumn, so it's on and off raining, but just moist. So it's it's cold, but moist. So it's really uncomfortable. I like but the I'm, word moist. I'm very jealous. It's like, <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible at the moment. Oh, I forgot you're in California. That's really cool. Yeah, because, yeah, SoCal. So I, I, mm-hmm. I'm i still trying to familiarize, familiarize myself with America. You you have the best weather. Uh, and your yeah, events look so much fun. Thank you, uh, thank you. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about um, LVO, so the Las Vegas Las Vegas Open. Because mm-hmm. um, it's funny, when I was turned to Travis, he was like, I don't think he realized uh, where LVO was. And I realized, oh yeah, kind of assumed. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but recently, what have you been up to, Mr. Dakota? Um, so we just finished the All Valley Team Tournament, which is kind of like our second largest event that we run. Uh, nice. We have people come from all over the United States and and play. We had 54 people. We had 18 teams and, uh, you know, had a blast, um, gave away a lot of stuff and everyone had a lot of fun. So, you know, outside of that, you know, I've been trying to make new products cause I also have a website called Lester's workshop. Yep. My laser went down for, from January till the beginning of September. So, oh wow, yeah, there's a, a time where I was not functional. So, and also like our house flooded a couple months before then. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Been, been, been a little rough patches here and there, but in the end I'm fully up and running. I got my big old, uh, it's called the, uh, fusion, no FSL full spectrum laser, uh, PS 48. So it's, it's quite a large laser. It's 48 by 36 inch cutting area. Wow. uh, Yeah. So been working oh, nice. on new tokens, the base steppers that you shouted out on your YouTube video, by the way. Awesome. Thank you. No um, worries. They're the, they're the best, uh, the best tokens I've seen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, so that, and then, uh, I haven't announced this yet, so I'll announce it here. I've been working on faction specific, uh, tokens, uh, Ooh. that I'm making for different factions and, uh, and now I, I brought a lot of them to the all valley team tournament and sold i sold out of legionary <laughs> nice yeah, yeah they are quite popular now mm-hmm. they sure are so you know uh been just this is my full-time job um making content uh on our podcast running events and making stuff for kill team is pretty much my full-time job so yeah that's pretty much what i've been up to you know no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because it's like um, I know a lot of people are quite jealous when I've I've got my new line laser as well. Because like the cool thing is you, you will have it out at events because you know the the US scene travels quite well around each other, and you do uh, travel to a lot and run a lot of events. So like if you are in America and you're going to an event, Dakota is at all running. You are very likely to have a chance of being able to buy some a lot of his cool stuff because I I have it. It's really cool. I love the line laser. It's green. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when I saw Orion's one, so Orion had this, like, I think he found it in a random shot 
And it was just like, because I asked him about after LVO and he's like, dude, I asked my store and like they said like it it was basically something that sat on the shelf for like years and no one had bought and the company that bought had gone out of business. So I was like, I'm very grateful to have it. Because you do it in other colors, right? It's like, I saw a blue one. So yeah, so I looked around in the in the community and I was like, okay, well, there's the Army Painter Red Laser line, right? Um and then I was like, well, there's no green and there's no blue. I do have a blue one. It doesn't show up as nicely as the green one because it is just like a UV black light. So uh. it shows up really good on certain mats or certain boards, but sometimes it's not as good. So um, luckily I, I I got a lot of the uh, the green ones still. So those ones oh, yeah. I usually specifically just sell at events. So when you come to one of the squad games events, we have specific stuff that we only sell at events. So like dice trays, these lasers, uh, and a few other things. Um, yeah. Cause you also do, Oh, go on. Sorry. Specifically to help, um, you know, revenue at events, because that's one thing that a lot of tournament organizers, they either do this for free or they have like a different job so that they can do it. But, um, in order to make events a business, you have to be able to sell stuff at events, right? So no, hundred percent. Like that's yeah. why I think separates you versus pretty much everyone. Cause you're the only one fully like TO or people running events. You're the only one fully dedicated to the event and especially to kill team. Cause you know, you've got, um, I know you're part of, you're like affiliated with frontline gaming now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're affiliates with frontline gaming and affiliates with Goblin's Hut, which is the, uh, dirty down company. Um, Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. But I think goblins hut is specifically for Americans. And I think dirty down you guys is it's already in, I think in the UK, correct? Yes. Apparently been here for like years. It's been mainly used by, um, if I remember correctly, uh, theater and like TV production. Cause they were like, Mm -hmm. Oh, how do we quickly weather something? We'll just use this. That's why like, it's in those huge bowls. Magic so, in a bottle. <laughs> I know, right? It's, like, it's weird. It, has to, it works best when warm slash hot. They have mm-hmm. to warm it up first. It's like, and then it just like, it's pure skill, skill in a bowl, as we'd mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But no, no, it's like, that's really cool that you do that because in the UK, we kind of have that. We, ha- we'd, we have the, uh, the people who run the London Grand Tournament who technically have started branching into Kill Team but we still don't have anyone fully dedicated. And I think that's really cool because for that you do it because no one else is. And it's partly why I champion so much of your stuff and like events because they're, they're, they're amazing. Like there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, but you, you also do a podcast too, right? Yeah, it's called the Squad Games Podcast. Uh, me and my buddy Giacomo do it. Uh, we It was funny We how that kind of started was we were driving out to the LTT, which is the Las Vegas team tournament is a 40 K team tournament. Ah, Yeah. So we drove out there and this is ninth edition uh, for 40 K. And I was playing Drukari because Eldar sucked at the time and driving back, uh, we got to talking. It's a five hour drive. And uh, he asked me if we want to maybe do a podcast in relation to kill team because we're both really into kill team. And, um, we recorded our first episode. I've learned a lot along the way. Um, I think we're like 62 episodes in, we, we put out one a week. Um, nice. yeah, I think we're a year and a half in a first year. We did not do one, one a week, but the, the good news is that we're continuing to grow and, um, 
It's really fun. I'm sure you get this too when you go to events because I did it to you at LVO. I, I yes. saw you. You were wearing your mask, right? And I yeah, was yeah. like, I was like, John Reese, <laughs> you know. But like when people meet me, they our YouTube is starting and our Twitch is starting, so we're trying to build up into the content creator sphere. But um, a lot of times when people meet me or Giacomo, they're like, "It's so weird seeing your voice come out of your mouth." And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, especially when they see how tall you are. I, yeah. I won't, I won't divulge your direct height, but it's like, I think it's like when they see me, I, I, I met a bunch of people from, I think it was Florida uh-huh. and they were just like, whoa, dude, you are so tall. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Florida guys are awesome. Uh, oh I yeah. They're great. I, they're called, that, um, dice six, something. Six dice. Six-sided paradise. Uh, yeah, paradise. Think, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Ben, Battle Brothers Ben uh, is down there too. And then um, George, I think, is the leader of Six-sided Paradise. And he's a cool dude. Yeah, they are. But it's, it's like, yeah, you've, um, I think I was on your podcast, I think about two or three months ago. I think so. Because uh, I talked about Hand of the Archon and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly just to... Say hi, because uh, like you and Giacomo do amazing work. Because you did stream LVO as well, so you do stream events, and it's like uh, the Discord is great. Uh, I, you know, me and Giacomo are a huge uh, quesadilla fan for deployments. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, a lot of people get angry at that. They but do. It's a, it's a quesadilla world. So. Yeah, people on our uh, on our Discord specifically is uh, we have a running gag in our in our podcast where you're either a nacho deployment guy, quesadilla, or a pizza, and this is for the the diagonal lines. Um, and depending on what you choose, you make friends and you make enemies. So oh, yes. it's, uh, it's quite, it's quite enjoyable. We just argue about nonsense. Yeah. I, I started the Spanish on it and they were just like, I don't know what's going on, John, but we are very hungry now. Like <laughs> someone got very upset at me. It's like, how dare you stop calling them burgers, hot dogs, and quesadillas. They're long, short, and diagonal. And I was like, <laughs> Whatever. So bland. I, am playing, I am playing quesadilla right now and I feel you know that amazing. person doesn't like salt on their food okay exactly exactly because they are pure salt they yeah. uh, they have transcended <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah it's like uh, you do a lot of great work and I highly recommend checking that all out but it was because it's you've got the squad games and then you've got luster's workshop which we'll talk about more going forward but the main thing as you've already known like while we've why you're on here is for Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. um, we had the Las Vegas Open in 2023, which I came to. That was... Thank um, you very much for coming. You know, oh somebody told me, somebody told me, they're like, hey, John Reese wants to go. I was like, who's that? And they're like, can you roll a crit? I was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. So you were one of the main reasons why we actually opened up. Well, it was you and a couple other people that didn't get tickets, but yes. they were like, like, they were like, hey... I, I talked to uh, the events lead at, at Frontline Gaming and I was like, hey, you know, like, is there any way we can get more tickets? And he said, like, yeah, Kill Team's never sold out before. Sure. So then I think he opened up 10 more, which I pretty much just gave out to you and a couple other people that I knew that didn't get tickets. And oh, no, because what happened first is you, oh, he didn't tell you the tickets went up. So they went up right. automatically and then they mm-hmm. instantly went. So we were like, because I had to, I stupidly waited until I could buy the flights and the hotel. And then once I got that sorted, cause I checked there were tickets and then it was like, Oh, tickets are gone. And I messaged like you and Chris. And then it was mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Then you go like, Oh yeah, you got more tickets. And then just like, 
because it wasn't just me. There was a bunch of people, and they all went up at like I think four a.m. your time, which mm-hmm. was just like everyone was asleep, Bonkers. and they just sold out. Like just yeah, it, sold out. It was I think so by. They sold out specifically on November 26th of last year. That's when yes. that was when we hit our 64 player mark. I think a couple days later it sold out and then the next time I think I got the tickets to everyone and then we were at 84 and then he was like, "Hey, can you do 100?" And for me, like I was just in the middle of my flood. So lost a bunch of terrain, lost a bunch of stuff, and me stupidly said, "Yes, of course. I want to have the biggest event, you know, why not?" Uh, run the biggest. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, he was like, all right, cool. So we did that. Um, I tell you what, it was a real process. So uh, for anyone out there running events, it's very difficult with uh, to run a full event without community sourcing plastic, right? Um, from Games Workshop. So I luckily have a, a job or business where I get to make really fun and interesting terrain uh, from MDF. And I try to mimic all the best aspects, I think, from Games Workshop terrain. So I really like Octarius buildings. I like certain pieces of Chalmuth. I like certain pieces of Into the Dark. And I really like certain pieces of like Knockland. And what I do is I, I make those same dimensions all in um, MDF form. And then I build layouts around what I think is the best way to lay out boards in a certain aesthetic. Um, so I have like Necron, you know, like sci-fi space. I think I have a, a chaos version and then I have like a chapel version. And, um, so I ended up having to get an upgrade to a much bigger laser. Uh, right before 2023 LVO and ran through like $500 worth of MDF, built a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then I had the entire community from SoCal came to my house in the middle of construction. So my room, everything, we would just had bare walls. Our bathroom, when people had to use our bathroom, it was just a toilet. It ripped out walls, everything. It was insane. It was insane. It felt like they were coming to a prison house. (laughs) (laughs) But the SoCal community came together and we were able to build all 50 sets for Las Vegas and, oh, and, and paint them. And then obviously you went and that's kind of where we, we catch up with last year's LVO. Um, when you walked in and you started seeing all the terrain, what was your like first thoughts? I thought it was, it was, it, I thought it was great. Cause I was like, um, so I think we can't talk about 2023 without talking about 2022. Correct. So, because it was like, it was very blocky, right? And yeah. there were objectives in the air, mm-hmm. right? So uh, Sheldon, Sheldon from uh, Kill Team Stream ran 2022. Yes. And unfortunately, he invested lots and lots and lots of money into certain terrain um, that would have been great for LVO 2021. But it yes. didn't happen because of COVID. Yep. And then in October, so this is a running thing with Games Workshop. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about this. They dropped Kill Team, the ver- current version that we play, which is amazing. And, you know, Sheldon had all this terrain and he was like, this is awesome. Like, let's run it. We, we went to LVO and it just ended up being really poor for this type of game. And it's not his fault. Um, 
he asked me to make all this stuff to mimic FLG's terrain. So I made a bunch of terrain for him and he spent a lot of money with my store. And that's what really helped me start getting. And I'm very grateful for Sheldon for letting this happen. Right. But unfortunately it it was received by the community really, really, really poorly. Um, just because of like, it was blocky. Right. And, um, it was unfortunate. Yeah. Cause I think people took it too far because we have the same problem in london because uh mm-hmm. so well in the uk so do you guys for, use moroc uh we well we do if we can i like moroc i think moroc's great as long as you set it out correctly mm-hmm. but the the main issue we have is so the uh, london grand tournament and its parent company have a deal with game Matt EU, so okay. i don't think they can actually use gw style terrain Interesting. so the issue is um, where they use the game Matty Utering, which mm-hmm. is great for 40k and would have been great for the last edition of Kill Team, but it's literally just big blocks and mm-hmm. uh, like just like long rectangles mm-hmm. or really perfectly round pipes. Like just, interesting. So it's it's actually horrible for Kill Team, and the <laughs> problem is it got to the point where that's why the last LG team was basically just all into the dark because we were just like we never want to play in this terrain again. It is ridiculous most of it has to be heavy for the game to function but mm-hmm. then like so i get i get where it like the, and the weird thing for me is i know people got quite upset at that terrain but it's like why aren't more people getting upset at the game at you terrain because it, it's it's great for 40k and the last edition of kill team but entirely inappropriate for this edition because it's just like it's really I, weird when you've got perfectly straight lines for terrain because it means mm-hmm. it's really actually hard to hide from them if someone gets not even just behind An angle. you, yeah. just any angle. And it's just like, you're in the open compared yeah. to any other terrain. Um, I think, I think that's one of the issues with a lot of MDF terrain is that it is just super flat for sure. Yeah. So it's like uh, already going into it. I was like, uh, but I already seen some of the pictures and we had talked a bit and I was like, that's going to be fun. Um, I just need to like learn the terrain and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks amazing when i saw it in person because i already saw pictures on your website and then when i actually got to play it physically because i played on the friday casuals and then the saturday sunday and the friday helped me pick up the train and i think it was really good because what's what's annoyed me is when people just go like oh lvo terrain it's just blocks and i'm like actually if you took time to research it because I will we'll get onto it more when I talk about the terrain and layouts mm-hmm. in general. The reason of I course. like your MDF terrain is because it's actually designed for kill team. The main problem I have with a lot of third party stuff is it's it's designed to look nice but plays horribly because it's either too short, too tall, or too flat. Like just like the walls are too sharp. Uh like just straight. But your terrain is like now you like especially after you updated it for this year's LVO going forwards, it's like I would say it's probably um the best terrain. Because if you look at Games Workshop outside of Octarius and even into the dark is quite janky. After Octarius, they haven't actually released a set designed solely for Kill Team. So the fact you're doing it for multiple sets and combining the best of all these sets was really cool. Yeah. I think so once the um, uh, the last LVO happened, and then KTO, KTO used the same terrain, and Sheldon drove across country to produce the terrain, right? Um, you know, KTO one, I should say, not KTO two. Oh so, yes, yeah, yep, yeah. So um, 
I, and he was like, Hey Dakota, I don't want to TO anymore. Uh, do you want to TO? And I was like, Oh, I've never thought about that. I really enjoy playing the game. And I was like, let me think about it. Ask my wife. She said, yes. So we did it. And my first step in the process was I was not like particularly good at the game. I just really liked the game. I liked the game so much that I based my life around it currently um, with tokens and all this kind of stuff. So I, um, I ended up, I ended up um, calling around all the top, like getting to know people on discord, calling them and talking to them about like, what do they think is good terrain for the game? And, and so from there, I just ended up creating terrain and there were some issues in the last, uh, there's two issues that I'll specifically point out for 2023 kill team. Um, and I built a bunch of terrain and then we played, um, in my opinion, the best layouts for the games that's ever been made. And then crit ops came out and changed everything a Gosh, month yeah. and a half before LBO. And it made me scramble to. Cause we had like eight or nine months worth of prepped terrain over 800 games, competitive games played so much feedback. Cause that's one thing about me is that I don't have an ego, uh, when I'm, when I'm building terrain, if something is bad, I need to know so I can fix it because my goal is to make the best terrain layouts, not just what I think is the best. Like, obviously I put down what I think is good and then I, you know, get feedback from community and I, and I, and I improve constantly improve the, the, the terrain and the layouts so that the community can have better maps to do so. Um, and last year I had these things called tall walls. They were five inch tall walls connected to by a pillar. And to me, those were an issue because they fell down too much. And if somebody bumped the table too hard, they would fall down. They'd fall out of models, stuff like that. So I ended up scrapping all of those. And um, this year we moved to Into the Dark Walls. Um, if anyone's never played with Into the Dark Walls on open, I highly suggest you do it. I think that it's low-key amazing. Um, they kind of function like Frontieras terrain, which is some of, I think, GW's best terrain for the game. Do you know yes. what, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a box and I've combined it with my Moroc set. Mm -hmm. So Front Frontieras, that terrain set was just absolutely amazing. And um, the Into the Dark Walls kind of give off the same vibe. And the cool thing is with MDF, you can also add vantages to them. <laughs> so yeah, we have a couple different layouts, um, specifically like all into the dark walls. It's, it would be definitely considered a heavier board. Um, it has a bunch of heavy terrain on it. Right. Um, but as even Elliot said, a lot of, uh, on the latest, um, meta watch, yeah. meta watch. Yeah. That there's a lot of, um, maps that are being produced with heavier terrain. And I think it mimics into the dark, which is all heavy, right? So in my opinion, it's not, it's not awful. And our open boards, we tried to also pull back from last year. Last year, we had a lot of heavy on it and we're actively trying to have a little less heavy on, uh, on this board, but with into the dark walls, even with MDF, you can hide behind the little nooks because it's not slick on into the dark. So you can have those little, those little things, which is perfect for MDF and open because you can hide and there's some slick areas. Like there's the, you know, 
obviously, but you still have to get out and over. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think we're in a really good and cool spot. Well, yeah, because like the the thing I really liked about because when I showed people the layouts for LVO twenty twenty three, you had I think for each three layouts, uh, so uh, you had nine maps for each layout, I believe, right? Six. It was between. I think we had about six for each layout. Yeah. Yeah. This and year we're. Like, yeah. Oh, go on. This year we're only going to have three because though yeah. when I. One of the other issues was when I was building the maps, I was saying like, hey, this map can be used for angle or for, for pizza, I call it, for pizza and for hot dog, right? Yeah. Which is long and diagonal for you salty pe- non-salty people. Um, and those ended up creating too many problems. It was for me, the, the, the majority of the feedback from LVO was like, hey, just do three maps for each. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think the only thing we had was there were some layouts that were perfect, but because it had switched from like hot dog to quesadilla, it mm-hmm. suddenly got very weird. Yeah. Or like it, it, And I think that was the only downside because you guys, like the amount of playtesting you guys did for LVO was, and like that you're still doing is great because nowhere, nowhere is even close. I see most events you just throw down stuff and it's like the the fact the maps were so clearly laid out. That's what I really enjoyed about LVO twenty twenty three. So mm-hmm. it was like um, I I know we'll get on to next year's once. It's so weird to say because it's like it it's feels crazy, like right? it, it feels like it's this year, but it's technically not. It's just three weeks into the new year. Um, so it's like because when I went, as I said, you've got the Friday tournament, uh, which was just like. Uh, I used it. I used that to scope terrain when I haven't played, uh, and everyone was just using it for fun. Well, most people were, and then you had the full uh, championship, which was just a seven round, seven or eight round tournament. No, seven rounds. It was seven rounds last year. Yes. Yeah, and like you streamed it all. It was really cool. Like I was on the Friday stream, then I just missed that. I've been on the stream for the Saturday Sunday, but it's really cool. You had it fully streamed. Your, I think it was your wife commentating with Giacomo right so my uh so the the goal was uh Beernid if anyone remembers him he's been absent from the kill team scene for quite some time uh Beernid and my wife were supposed to be commentators for the top table and Giacomo was supposed to just run the stream and um respond to twitch members so on and so forth um Beernid ended up pulling out um, something happened here in LA. So he had to leave the day of the tournament, which left us in a really big bind. And, um, in the end, we decided to just scrap the commentators and my wife focused on, uh, so, so everyone knows my wife and Giacomo are the two other founding members of squad games. And they're just as important as me. I just talk a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a lot of people talk to me. Um, but my wife ended up making us profitable and in the green, even though I spent like, I don't know, like $3,000 to get there on food, on, on, oh my gosh. on a bunch of different stuff to actually just run the event. And FLG didn't pay me anything, right? Like yeah. I just ran the event and took me, cost me $3,000 to do. Um, she, st- even with me being able to pay Giacomo, I was still in the green and able to do that because she ran our store so effectively and so good. So, um, 
Giacomo ended up just doing all the stream just by himself, which was pretty stressful and hard on him. So this year we'll get to that, but we have a expanded crew. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause it's like, uh, I know people were, cause we're, uh, this is recorded one, no, not even one week, four, five days after the London grand tournament, people were like, you know, cause it, it, the final was streamed the final day. Mm-hmm. And like, what annoyed me, is people were like, yeah, it was just the final day. Um, people were like, oh, more people should stream kill team events. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you obviously or, already do. So mm-hmm. I was like bigging up you. And then people are like, oh, it's just easy, right? And I was like, no. Because uh, War no. Games Live was streaming and it's like his setup is like at least £10,000, which is something like $15,000 or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. And people just go, and that's just for him. So it's mm-hmm. just like, it just, and he hasn't hired anyone else. He's keeping it cheap by doing it all himself. So it's like, it annoys me when people go, oh, why don't put more people just stream? It's easy. It's like, it's, it's very much not easy because like, yeah. uh, I think people forget you don't get paid effective, like mm-hmm. generally, like unless you are uh, a founding member of that con, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, like convention uh, event. So I think that's why it was really cool. Cause I ended up, let's see, cause LVO was super fun. Like <laughs> it's so cool. Like it really, I recommend if you've never been going to LVO at least once is highly recommended it's actually quite affordable if you get the tickets early so um i made it affordable for this year's lvo 2023 because i bought it all during uh, black friday so like Mm. the hotels were cheap for some reason and then um but when i booked the tickets for 2024 this year because i booked it when they went up they were doing their early bird sale because i think the tickets went up something like march June. Oh, June. June, yeah. Mm-hmm. The beginning of June. So uh, it's really like if you're thinking about going to big events, always try to aim and buy within the block because they had a specific block at the hotel for um, for LVO. And because I got the block, it was cheaper this year than last year during like um, Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday. So it's like the best time for me to recommend if you're going to come to LVO is basically around now or when the tickets go up, like around June. Uh, because if you book it in advance, it's actually yeah, the earlier the better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like I I was fully booked and like that's why I booked it early this year. But it was a lot of fun. I ended up coming fifth out of uh because we I believe yeah, you, you sold really like, really well. Oh, thank you. I you was, did place fifth. I was uh, it was like. All thanks to preachers, but I it was because it was, um, it was you had a hundred. Uh, you had something like a hundred and something tickets, but because there's always drops on the day, I think it was around ninety players, eighty-eight or something, eighty-seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that was just shy of Spain's ninety-two or ninety-four. But or like if if you know drops happen, especially like at big like big ones like LVO, because there's still I think people forget like there's still basically COVID and stuff like that, that will suddenly stop people going. Um, so there's still that, like even in um, Warhammer Fest, they had, they sold 128 tickets and 14 didn't turn up. So, uh, but there's I think- always a drop. Yeah, there's yeah. always, no matter what. Yeah. So I was like, the thing is, as long as tickets sold, that was, mm-hmm. as the event organizer, you care about tickets sold. And then it's <laughs> like, if as, as, as long as as many turn up, then you can big up publicly. 
But it's like, yeah, I played seven rounds. I, I somehow dodged Chris. Me and Chris are never allowed to. Chris Backy. Chris Buffalo Backy. Same. Uh, I've never played him either. And all the yeah. events I've attended, I've been trying to. Yeah, it's like legally not allowed to uh, for some reason. Uh, dodged him, but I came fifth. Technically at the time, I was, uh, as, as Chris hates, America's best Breacher player. Because <laughs> I finished above all the Breacher players. But it was super fun. Uh, Orion won, like... Hey, he told me that game was like the. He said, "John, I've never lost so many Galafox turning point one, and he managed to win it by like one or two points. Mm-hmm. So it was like super tense final, and he managed to pull it out. And now he's that got him his ticket for the U.S. Open final in November. So he he's going back as the reigning champion. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun. Um, I guess you don't know yet, but it's like." Because Games Workshop are definitely going to continue the golden ticket. It's very likely, even though nothing can be confirmed, that 2024 would very much likely be a golden ticket event as well. I but would like, very much assume so. Yeah. So for me, LVO 2023 was lots of fun. Las Vegas, uh what so what the, the reason me and my friend are going back again is because it's you know get you got like Caesar's Palace, mm-hmm. so the buffet. So we've uh, we realized it's super expensive and impossible to get if you go on the week uh, on that day. But if you book them in advance, you can just like pick your level of what you want to, because I think it's like 60, 80, and $120. But then you pick that and like all you can eat buffets in Vegas are actually good because they started in Vegas. And mm-hmm. like, they so we've like planned- lobster, all crazy stuff. Yes, fresh lobster for yes, just like crazy. Insane. <laughs> so it's like we're we're coming there Tuesday, so we can go like on the Wednesday night or Thursday night or Friday night to Caesar's Palace for their buffet. And there's because like the issue is if you don't book it up, 40k players just take over everything. Mm-hmm. And like there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Like the thing about the Rio that I love, it's got Penn and Teller, but also there's a cake vending machine. I've been told by you and several other Americans that is not normal, but it will play It'll play it's fresh cake. Well, fresh. Uh it's really nice cake. They stuck up every day. And every time you order cake, it will play a fancy Italian tune, which I'm sure Italians will hate, but it's great. It's great. I'm going to um, I ordered the rainbow cake. No, I didn't order the rainbow cake. There's so much cake there, it's so good. But Elvio was really fun. Uh and that's why I'm going to this year. Well, no, sorry, 2024, which is in oh my gosh, three months. No, but three and a half months, right? Yeah. About this yeah. is October 6th. Yeah, it's about three and a half months. Um, so for LVO twenty twenty four, do you want to let people know? Because it's already up there, the packs and the tickets. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, because I got I made sure because I had so much fun this time. Because uh, you, I'll put the link in the article in the episode description. Because uh, you've got your affiliate affiliate link with uh, Frontline Gaming. Uh-huh. I that, that's the, the only way we get paid <laughs> from yes, Frontline, yeah. so it's As very helpful. Who, someone who benefits a lot from his affiliate link uh 100% <laughs> if you're going to buy anything for like LVO tickets go through uh Dakota's workshop like uh, Luster's workshop and his tickets cuz you will help support him at no extra cost uh but i bought the 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 early bird for kill team so mm-hmm. I, i've got like cuz there was the early bird package there's the super early bird package which i'm never going to buy cuz last year everyone who bought it is sold out instantly Everyone who bought it that uh, for 2023 got a free into the dark box and games workshop. Mm-hmm. The VIP um, thing, right? Yeah, the VIP ticket, but I got the high roller for kill team. Oops, because uh-huh. there was like a set amount, but there's still normal tickets. So I'll let, I'll let you continue. You can yeah. still buy normal tickets now. 
So we, so last year we, we had our streaming rig is about six grand and, um, we were supposed to stream at this past, uh, AVTT and, uh, Giacomo caught COVID. So that didn't happen. But now the good thing is he's caught it. So hopefully he won't catch it again. But, uh, moving on to this year's, um, yeah, we, it's very difficult to predict the future, right? We can all take guesses at what Games Workshop's going to come out with. We can all do all that kind of stuff, but you know, they might drop, drop a crit ops pack uh, a month and a half before the largest tournament in North America. Exactly. I <laughs> uh, wouldn't do that again. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I mean, let's hope that this crit ops, this new crit ops card pack is <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change too much because we don't know right they didn't say it if if it changed anything or not uh if they no, did i think it it looks like it's basically um the same crit ops now but just with into the dark pdf as cards i think uh, that most of us can hope that they changed recover item i just i don't I think pray. they're going to change anything meaning have <laughs> yeah but um you know i had to write this pack back in june and swooping back to what I was talking about earlier, um, Games Workshop likes to release something really big in October. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So like last year, we had I had so many emails about, is Into the Dark going to be there? Is Into the Dark going to be there? Is Into the Dark going to be there? And I was like, well, I wrote the last pack in June and <laughs> Into the Dark wasn't announced until October and I've been prepping for just open. So no, um, because firstly it's insane to get that much plastic for an event of 100 people. Oh, it's, yes. it's, it's really difficult this year. Luckily oh, we'll get to it. But, um, so this year we had to write the packet again for June. So it is much outdated as hopefully October 14th. Um, we get an update to what season three is going to be. Um, yep. we can cross our fingers. So with every time that they've announced a new season, it's come with new terrain. So we can just expect there's going to be new terrain. So I built this packet in order to hopefully, hopefully be able to account for some new terrain. So um, this year we are trying to go bigger and better, bigger than Kill Team has ever gone before. Um, I had FLG put aside 200 tickets um, for Kill Team. And seeing last year that we sold out of 64 in November and by October 8th, we were fully sold out at a hundred. Right. So, um, which is like an additional 40 tickets in like what, two weeks. And that's mostly because, um, it's mostly because frontline gaming had to like create the tickets. <laughs> so otherwise it would have yes. got sold out way faster. Um, and this year I told them to put aside 200 and I think that people are starting to wait a little bit longer, um, for when they're going to do that. And I always ask anyone, if you're planning to go to LVO or you're thinking about it to purchase the tickets. And the reason why is because they only have a certain amount of space. And if we don't sell a certain amount of tickets by a certain amount of time, they're going to start cutting back tickets. And then all of a sudden we might get sold out because they, you know, maybe, maybe the star Wars Legion, they gave an extra 30 tickets because our tickets weren't moving. And then all of a sudden we're sold out and people are like, oh my gosh, they're sold out. Like how'd they sell out of 200? It's like, oh, well we had to cut back tickets. So like, it's not, it's not my event, right? Or it's not my, 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 my venue, right? So like we are working with, um, 
you know, Las Vegas on this or, and frontline gaming. So I always suggest to buy your tickets early. If you're trying to go, I think right now we're just about at a hundred tickets sold, which is amazing already two months ahead of ahead of schedule, right? Where we were two and a half months ahead of schedule from where we were last year. So, um, we're looking to be the largest kill team event ever. Uh, so hopefully, uh, we can every, hopefully more people come and we smash that record out of the park so that we can have that as a global thing. Because like my goal is always is never to be like the only like I hope then Warhammer Fest ups their numbers next year and beats us so that ultimately as a community, we can always continually be growing and growing and growing and growing because stagnation is like where we don't want to be. So looking at our numbers of having 200 players, we I did the math from ITC and I really like having one additional round. So usually you have. In every tournament, you have one undefeated winner, right? Yeah. For for my stuff, I like having one additional round um, so that we can, we can have, uh, just in case, what if that person loses, right? At the All-Valley Team Tournament, we, we had two additional rounds. And on the second, that final round, our undefeated team lost. And it opened up the floodgates because oh. now all these other teams could have won. In the end, they ended up still clinching the victory, but it's very fascinating and interesting to see that, hey, it still matters. Your game still matters. It helps with retention um, because you realize it's like, oh, I've lost a game. Maybe I've lost a game and have a draw or I just have a draw. I'm still not out of the tournament, so I still want to continue playing, right? Um, In the ultimate Swiss format. So this year with 200 players, we need at least eight rounds. So... um. 40k does nine rounds three days and that's what we're going to do for kill team we're going to be doing three rounds on friday three rounds on saturday and three rounds on sunday and we're going to do them in a very specific way we're going to start around a uh, nine or eight thirty a.m and we're going to be all done by five o'clock and what that means for everyone is that they can go out and see britney spears they can go see the down under show they can go out and eat they can do anything they want on friday saturday and sunday or they can catch their flight early on Sunday. So um, the award show and all that kind of stuff should be done by 530. And that's the goal. Um, now, let's say if we only have 140 people or 130 people, we might drop it down to eight rounds. But then in the end, you know, you could just get out at, you know, two o'clock on Sunday. In the end, I find when you play four games of Kill Team back to back, four and four, it's very difficult. The only other option we had was running five rounds on Saturday and three rounds on Sunday, which is insane. So <laughs> that's too much. Yeah. It's like the thing is, people go like, so my friends who played X and were like, oh, yeah, we played from like 10 a.m. till like 2, 3 a.m. I was like, look, after four rounds, like three rounds, I'm, at, I'm like basically done. Yeah. Four rounds is so stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think like the, the thing I like about this year is like, uh, the one, uh, the only other criticism I had was like some of the rounds were back to back because it was like the problem I had at Nova, where it's just too. literally back to back. So I prefer it much more. Just like three rounds spaced out, it's fine. Like it's it's fine. I don't understand people' obsession with oh we need to cram as many rounds in a day. Like mm-hmm. if your event allows it to, space it out. 
right? Because it's like Warhammer World, uh, they cut it from four and three to four and two. And that was horrible because Sunday was great. You had two rounds. But then on the Friday, on the Saturday, sorry, you had four rounds. So all of a sudden you were like, wow, I am like so shattered. Even after the tournament, I can't properly, like after day one, can't properly rest. So I Mm -hmm. really like the way that format is because it's not just for the competitive players. As you said, if you want to go out and enjoy Las Vegas, you now have the time to every day of the week. Because, you know, there's also the Saturday night, if you're brave, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Saturday night pub crawl, uh, which you are responsible for your own mistakes, whatever happens on that pub crawl. Uh, My friend, uh, to to go off track, he went there and he was like, Johnny, you're coming. He's like, I'm a bit tired. I'm going to rest because I'm I'm in top cut for tomorrow, effectively. And he's like, okay. And then he came around on the Sunday at at 2 p.m. I was like, oh, dude, you're, you're pretty early for... But you're still playing Horus Heresy. He's like, oh no, um, uh, I got in at like 6 a.m. and I just woke up. It's like, it's like yeah. <laughs> so, but no, no, this, it's like, because there's so much fun stuff to do at LVO. And that's what oh, yeah. I really like about your format, because um, I think you've got the Friday night, um, Friday after dark, Kill Team After, because they're doing it for 40k. Yeah. You've got Kill Team After Dark. So we're doing something a little different with that. So, on that Friday night. So it ends at five and then you come back at nine and we're going to have a two hour event where we've been custom making a a small subsect of a kill team game where it's like an arena, it's kill team um, where you only use a certain amount, a certain amount of models from your own kill team. And it's a one V one V one inside of a Drukari death pit. Uh, A little bit, a little bit uh, changed rules to make the format work a little better. But um, in the end, like all, so how you could imagine is each player is a Drukari Lord and gambling is legal in Vegas. So we're going to have Drukari like coins and stuff where people can gamble and bet and win prizes on like the people that are playing and, you know, it's going to get streamed and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that, that, that after dark thing will just be on Friday uh, just for the, uh, the narrative at heart and having fun. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I do, it depends on what happens because it's like, I might mm-hmm. join the pub crawl depending on what happens. Uh, totally it is legendary. It. <laughs> like that pub crawl, because uh, my my club is called Hate, but it's the Hackney Area Tabletop Enthusiasts. And one mm. of the main things is they get drunk at events. So they like, they survive the pub crawl, which is really bad for your like, your liver. But Because um, <laughs> a lot of people stop after like the fourth. They're on like the eighth venue. Um, so it's like, that's, I know you also you said you're doing a narrative event as well, or is that the Kill Team After Dark thing? We are doing a narrative event actually. This year we we a lot of people complain that there was no narrative last year. Uh, we're doing a very small narrative. Uh, it is already sold out. It sold out like I don't know a month in. Uh, oh, 16, wow. 16 players and the event that the format's going to be very interesting. Day one, it's going to be a one. It's just going to be a one v one and we're going to have little cards so you can choose which way you want to win. So both players could end up winning just depending on how they want to win. Uh, and if you win, you get a card. If you lose, you get that same card, but just the loss effect. And it carries on with you. Day two is a doubles tournament. So it's going to be two games um, and uh, you pair up with somebody, whether you brought somebody or you get randomly paired up with somebody. Um and you play against somebody else. And the, the fascinating thing is that I really love the rule of cool. 
the each board that we are making is a full 3D board. There's no neoprene mats, none of that kind of stuff. It's an actual oh, 3D nice. board built in with actual sand, actual t- grout, tile grout, actual whole bunch of stuff. And um, on day two, a lot of those boards slide together and they make one table that's either 22 by 60 or 44 by 30. And you play against an enemy opponent and the games take, I think, three to four hours. Um, and you play a 2v2 game. And then on Sunday, uh, you come back and you play in an all random tournament. So you bring three teams, you roll to see what team you do, and then you shuffle your tack op deck and you draw three random cards. And those are your tack ops for the day or for, for that for that game. So it's a very fun lighthearted format and if you're not having fun at the main event you can also join on sunday for just having fun in that all random tournament so or multiple we'll probably have it like in reverse pods but oh, um that's, that's really cool yeah because like the biggest problem well the problem i have is when people go oh you're not doing x and then you do x and they don't turn up so it's really yeah. good that that sold out like amazing because i've played a lot of kill team narrative and i i like the aspect as he said rule of cool and the thing I liked about Warhammer Worlds one, they fixed narrative where you actually got more benefits for losing than winning. So it wasn't really about winning. It was all more about advancing the plot and actually mm. playing the story. Yeah. That's, that's really cool because a lot of events don't even uh, cover that because that's what I liked about New York Open. They're doing a narrative thingy as well. But it, it's great that selling out an appeal. Are you going to think about expanding the narrative or has it reached its limit? Because it sounds like it's quite limited in terms of its scope because of the way everything combines with the boards and stuff. Correct. So if we expand it, it's going to go to 24 players. If we do, um, because we have to have an additional, I think eight people, um, for, for the format to work itself. Right. So there's no buys and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would feel really bad to go on day two and then have a buy, you know, exactly. maybe if there's one person that drops out, maybe that one person could play two teams at the same time. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I think there's the narrative we're debating on expanding. We haven't decided thoroughly yet. We're still crafting the story elements around it. We have like the how we want it to function, but we don't yeah. have the story element just quite yet. We're, you know, having well, some people work on that too. Would it so my thing is if if people want more narrative, like let's say you've missed out and you want to go over you, um mm-hmm. get a bunch of people and tell Dakota. So it's like if you can that like go together and even go like oh well happy to pay for it i think in, in case you've missed the boat there's never say never so exactly. as i said make your voice heard and everything mm-hmm. will be fine mm-hmm. but uh, so far it, it looks like it's going to be really good as i said uh, i can't remember if i've already said it but i will be doing a giveaway for the lvo 2024 competitive ticket it's just a ticket so no one can go and like I got a ticket from John, but he didn't actually say it was a plane ticket, right? Because uh-huh. it's really cool. Uh, I will be there at LVO 2024. I, uh, a lot of the top American players will as well. So we've got, I know Chris, Chris Backey is mm-hmm. going to be there. Orion, yourself. Um, Nick Craven's probably going to be there as well. He was there a lot this I year. I hope so. Um, I love that man. Uh, he's amazing. He never trust his alcohol though. So so strong so strong and makes makes me cry <laughs> uh but it's, i think we're like uh we're, we're trying to organize stuff as well and like me and you for like some more fun stuff uh that people at home can get involved with Absolutely. so that just becomes unlike logistics so there's more surprises to come but lvo is going to be 
super fun for 2024. So I'd highly recommend going. Now, we'll quickly touch over terrain and layouts because, as I said, uh, we've kind of already covered this, but effectively you're going to have your new layout. So it's going to be free layouts now, right? Is it, I think? Or... So, so yeah, so day one, uh, we're going to split everyone into two pods. So yes. there will be half the field will be group A, half the field will be group B. Group A will play all on open boards. And those open boards, we have essentially nine layouts, three for pizza, three for hamburger, three for hot dog. On Into the Dark, we have made a couple asymmetrical uh, uh, Into the Dark mats to just supplement what uh, you know Warhammer community has given us with the actual layouts. So we have a couple cool layouts alongside 40K's layouts. Um, <clears throat> that's going to be all on... Um, group B for day one. Day two, group B will play all open and group A will play all into the dark. And day three, um, we very well, uh, we're going to probably have like 75% open and uh, 25% into the dark. Now mm -hmm. that open could include uh, some of the new sets for um, from whatever season three is going to bring us. I don't know. Uh, but we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna give it a shot and see if it's even competitively viable. So, um, but yeah, the the terrain is super simple. Um, a lot of people can use uh, you know things at home to even remake the maps, and then you can play them from where you live too. There's a, you can hobby hero it to to victory. So, yeah, I love it. It's like uh, the, the layouts I've seen so far look amazing. I like the fusion boards you've got with like. I think it makes sense combining into the dark and open. So it's mm -hmm. like, I like the way you've combined that terrain. It looks really cool. I know that it's still being finalized, but as someone Correct. like, cause the, the issue is when we were signal boosting it on one of the discords earlier in the year, people were like, Oh no, this terrain's not going to be great. It's really good. As someone who is, who is, um, how call it? Not dubious, apprehensive at first after playing in 2023 and then already seeing some of the terrain, for this upcoming 2024, it'll be really good. Like I, I know, like um, as I talk about the main problem I have with MDF terrain in, in general is it's just not designed for kill team. So uh, tr I think it's Troll Ta Troll Trader. They do a really cheap, nice set of MDF Octarius, but their issue is weird angles, and the terrain's like two and a half inches tall, or two inches tall, which mm. is really bad, really, really bad. And they're like their towers are strange. But your terrain is like the perfect height, really good. I think the only thing that doesn't fit is like the Technomancer, but he doesn't fit, fit under any terrain. So it's yeah. like I think that was intentionally designed them, and also the the standard bearer for cultists. Oh yeah, he's like, he's like a stupid four -inch tall model, stupid yeah. model, stupid model. But it's like the terrain looks really, really hype. And if you're apprehensive, I, I this is why like I champion you, Dakota. But your terrain is the best third party terrain. You can buy it as well. And it's like, um, it it does cost a bit more, but I think it's great for all the research. And because if it's still useful, I have a set and it's great. It's like, I'm happily pay for it. It's really, really good. And if you are looking to invest in non-GW terrain, you can actually buy. I'd highly recommend Dakota's terrain because it's just really good. As someone who's played it, it's like, I think the problem is when you get, non-GW terrain, people are like, oh, I don't know. But if you look at um, 
GW terrain. Onyok Terrace has actually been designed for Kill Team from the ground up. And even Into the Dark is a bit weird because even if you tell someone Into the Dark is for Kill Team, they'll go, I can hide behind those pillars, right? And then you go, only if they're a corner pillar. And then they just go, what? <laughs> right? It's it's like they just tested with flat walls. Yeah. Um, but it, like that's it's really cool. And I think it's one of the f- few slash only tournaments where the terrain is and layouts are custom designed for Kill Team, like dedicated for Kill Team, which is why I think it's such a good event. So- yeah, one, one thing I want to announce is that we are actively working on uh, STLs for my terrain as well, or at least a version of it. So oh, nice. even, so even people in uh, Poland or London, if you don't want to pay the shipping, you can just buy the STL and then uh, 3D print it yourself. So um, we're actively working on that and trying to get it into hands of more people because I think the layouts are great. And I think that, um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be cool to, to see it in more people's hands and what I can deliver. Yeah, because it's like the, the main issue is obviously shipping outside of America. And, yes. But the terrain layouts and the terrain is really great. Like my pictures don't do it justice. I tried to show off more in my videos, but it's really, really good. So if it like even from just a competitive, like playable aspect, LVO is probably like the only place that can rival it is Warhammer World because they have so much of GW's terrain that they can access. So it's kind of unfair to compare anyone to Warhammer World. But for me, like Dakota and your like your terrain is perfect. Thank for, you for Kill Team. So uh, breach, bre- uh, not breaching. Uh, too much breaches. Broaching <laughs> on to another point. Uh, so you do have a store we've already talked about. It. It's called Luster's Workshop. So it's yes. on. You've got your own website, and then it's like hard link to your Etsy, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you you ship everywhere, and it's like you do ton like you do customized tokens as well. So it's not just acrylic gaming aids you like i've seen it you did it for shane from command point as well it's like I did where that you was do, one of um, my, f- my favorite token sets i've ever made was for shane yeah because yeah. it's like I, I like for someone who played well i watched a lot of x-wing the thing that enthralled me was their acrylic tokens and sets and you've basically done that for kill team it looks amazing I was, like i was inspired by the by uh, star wars legion and x-wing their token sets their little travel trays and stuff that's what inspired yes. me to make it for kill team yeah. So if you aren't aware, basically what Dakota does, uh, he'll like he has his tokens, but then he'll die. I think it's an acrylic tray, right? You, well, you've got different finishes: MDF, acrylic, and then it's like clear acrylic with like a magnetic lid, and then like your own mm-hmm. design on top. Yes. As in customer's choice. So they're really snazzy. Like m- not many. We had someone in the UK doing it, but he stopped once X Wing dropped off because his main audience was X Wing Armada. Mm-hmm. So. It's really cool. And as I said, you've got the best line laser that's coming soon. You've got the base steppers, which are really cool as well. I think uh, I, I still think your base steppers are the best because they have end pieces, which is huge. I didn't realize how important end pieces were until I used your your movement tools. You're interesting, like, right? Yeah, that's no, one of my favorite perfect. bits. <laughs> yeah, because like, the thing I like about um, Legion, and I guess it's Shatterpoint, is when they do the movement, it's from the front of the base to the back of the base. Mm-hmm. So the movement uh, dials are fixed, but it's like you literally put it in front of your base and then you just move your model across. And it makes base stepping really easy because then you can go, the main problem I have with base step, as I said in the video, you place them and you go, okay, I'm in range. 
Now I'm going to pick my model up, put them on top of the base stepper, slide the base stepper off and leave them there when you just solved it by just putting the base end. It's like so good. So <laughs> like literally, it's it's revolutionized base stepping for me. And I, I can't believe it was so simple. <laughs> such, yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, and yeah. your acrylics are nice and thick. So Thank you. Yeah, I think mine's a three millimeter thick and uh, I haven't bought the Worsenal ones, but I was inspired by them. Yeah, I looked at them when I was designing mine and I just decided to, uh, I thought, make it better. So I think you did. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's it's just, what do you call it? It's like, yeah, everything's about improvement. So if they want mm -hmm. to step up, because they basically got theirs from, what do you call it? Um, it was, it's, uh, I think it's, it's the game everyone wants 40k uh, kill team to copy line of sight. Um, oh, is it the war? It's uh, the for, the the World War II game, right? No, or no, it's it's the oh gosh, I know this game because everyone plays it at my club. Um, it's the one where they use volume cylinders for line of sight. Oh, Star Wars Legion. No, not Star Wars Legion. Star, uh, they they stole it from that game as well. Oh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to check. This is going to really annoy me. Uh, I'll know <laughs> it at the moment I look at uh, Infinity. There we go. Infinity. Oh, Infinity. There, there we, go. we go. They have some beautiful yeah. models. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yes. Yes. I would never paint them, though. But yes, amazing models. <laughs> uh, but is there anything else you've got coming up in the store? Because you've got yeah. your terrain people can mm -hmm. buy, and you've got like backlog. So if you missed uh, previous, like you can buy LVO 2020 free terrain and... I think you've got some left of 2022. So it's like you don't, if you liked a previous year and it's still in stock, you can mm -hmm. still get it. Yeah. Um, so 2023, I have to take pictures of things, which I'm actively doing. This should all be up by the end of the week. But also we have, I have been working on uh, neoprene mats. So, ooh. which is also kill, very, very kill team specific. So every map will have central control. Every map will have center line in all three directions. They also have um, every single deployment uh, done in a really nice artistic way. Right now we have a, I've, I've made a Necron one and I've done like a spaceport one. Um, John, I sent you pictures of them. What do you think about those? They I mean, look I've, amazing. So I've, yeah? I've seen some people do something similar like before. So I, I remember the season one ge geometry maps and I went mad because uh, they were they were horrible. It's just like someone made Etch-A-Sketch into a map, <laughs> right? But these maps, obviously, you, you guys won't see them yet. Obviously, it's a podcast, so you can't see them, yes. but they look great. I think they look perfect in terms of the where the lines are. They make sense without being, oh, those are just deployment lines. I, mm -hmm. I like how they've been intelligently designed into the board so they don't overpower the board but now you know where everything is yeah so ultimately it's supposed to be just like a helpful guide for faster setup um and i think we're also expanding some of the tokens not only to be a little bit cheaper because i found better ways to make them rather than painting each one individually uh which i used to do um oh wow yeah <laughs> but yeah. also expanding the color range of tokens. Now those that's something that we've only done at events. So we've been able to sell like green and fluorescent colors, at different events and stuff like that. So now with a much bigger, more powerful laser, cause I used to own a Glowforge, and that's how I started this company was, and then I got popular and I couldn't keep up with the, the demand. And now I have this really big fast laser, which I can do a lot more stuff with. So, 
Um, those are some of the big things. Base steppers now, because of your video, are extremely popular. So thank you, brother. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Uh, so this is the weird thing. This is just going off on a tangent. <laughs> Reddit <laughs> and some of Facebook despised the base steppers, right? They were like, <laughs> this is the... I found it utterly bizarre. People going, measuring's not that important. I just eyeball it every game. And I was like, just, you have <laughs> well, no we see idea what you're talking about. Just get out. <laughs> like, obviously, I had to be kind. I was like, ah, oh, interesting. I've I've never eyeballed it that way for movement at a tournament. It's like, and people were like, why would you ever use these, right? Precise movement is so important. And it's like, I think somehow people lost it, even though I never said it in the video where I, I didn't say use them all the time. There is yeah. no singular best movement tool but base steppers are amazing at precisely showing movement for you and your opponent and it makes over key things like you combine it with gauges Mm -hmm. tape measures and laser sights and you will never make mistakes so it's great for tos it's an amazing tool for tos right and judges yeah and judges and judges so it's it's also very good if you have contentious models that move around the board a lot right so like for me playing vet guard mainly uh, the demo man, every time that I move him, I want to make sure that not only am I not cheating, but I want to make sure the enemy, the opponent knows exactly what I'm doing and how I'm getting there. So I might move and then I get a free dash. So I use these base steppers to make sure that I'm having a great time at the game. And my opponent also is like, oh, I don't think he could have got that. You know what I mean? It's like with this, yeah, 100%. you actively are like, hey, I can do this. Or like somebody's like, hey, I don't think you can get this charge. Cool. Let me bring out these base steppers, these precision things and be like okay cool uh i don't make it awesome so now we both know and we both can move on and no one feels bad because you don't have to call the t over um base steppers like in a tournament sure like if you're just playing at your local gaming store maybe you don't measure everything i don't play that way and i don't think that you should um but ultimately like this game is about millimeters it's about inches and if you're incorrectly moving there's a problem. Now, while base steppers aren't, like you said, John, the the, the best way to move or the, the thing that you do all the time, it is good to have not only for sportsmanship, but also to be like, hey, this is going to be a really weird angle for me moving around this corner. Let me just make sure I do it right. You know, so. No, 100%. And it's like it. I do it the same way. I go like, OK, I'm going to measure out here is where I can potentially move and dash for some kind of area control or where I can charge. And I'm just going to leave it there because if you cut in that range, that's where I'm going to move. And then my opponent goes, cool, I'll avoid it. Like, or, oh, I didn't think you could see it there, but you can, you're clearly in. So that's fine. Cause it's like me and my friends were joking. Oh, damn, you used, you used precise tools to measure that you're legally within range. How dare you, you horrible cheater. You're ruining the game. So it's just like nonsense, nonsense, right? It's just, <laughs> it, it's just, Look, if people don't play at tournaments, you can't go, why would people need this? Like, it's just, I, I could run about that forever. But you no, know, it's I like, got off Reddit for a reason, okay? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> well, I, I can't predict Reddit. They they loved my latest post and video, so it's it great. But um, yeah, so like, it's great because your, your base steppers are the best. And like your laser sight, when it cut, well, it's technically a laser sight, it's great. I almost blind myself right when I use it. It's, it's so good. Well, because it's like the funniest thing, right? People use the army paint and the line laser and it's like, they go, oh, I'm just in. And I go, boom, oh, actually I am in, you're dead. It's just like, <laughs> great. And the great thing is 
because the problem with the army painter one, the button's in the middle. So I ended up blinding myself a lot. This mm -hmm. one, I know it's at the bottom and I have to like, when I use it, it's like I'm using like a, a full powered, like I feel like I've got Luke's Jedi, uh, Jedi master lightsaber. Cause it's just like, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your store. It's great. But overall, remember, um, so we've got LVO, you've done the L you've done the team tournament. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you've got, I think you're doing the SoCal Open next, right? Yep. SoCal Open is a, is a golden slash silver ticket um, for the narrative. Yep. So so that is one. And then we're going to do one more called the West, uh, the West Coast Championship, which we will also be paying for someone to go to LVO uh, buying oh, their nice. tickets. So whoever wins that becomes the champion. And if they've already bought a ticket, they get $75 in cash. So awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just like cool. And like to to summarize, go LVO 2024. If you want, I'll be doing, because what was it? So yeah, I'll be raffling a ticket tomorrow for New York Open. And then I'll do my LVO one for the end of October, mm -hmm. I think, just before I fly out to the New York Open. Just because at that time it overlaps with um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So if you wanted to buy a hotel and flight, that would be the best time now for LVO. Um, and I highly recommend going because it's very, we can't confirm it, but it's very likely it'll be a golden ticket event because golden tickets are very likely to continue. Yes, It's also the last uh, event for ITC. For, for this, that, season? this season? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I with 200 players, if it's 200 players, if you win, you might just have the most ITC points, period. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. it, it might be a stage where Kill Team for LVO, uh, LVO for Kill Team becomes the premier event if you want to win ITC. Like yeah. I think we, we calculated last year, if I had won LVO uh, this year, instead of coming fifth, it would have it catapulted me to fourth but it would have pushed me to second place. Mm -hmm. Like I would only have been like five or 10 points behind ace. So like, if you want to go for ITC points, it, it is, will be the best, especially with all the rounds. Mm -hmm. And you've got like, you're going to have fun. Like it's nice and spaced out. You're not going to have to worry about being overstressed, right? You've got enough time to enjoy LVO uh, and Las Vegas. Like, um, I think on the Saturday night, I went to, because everyone kind of dispersed with their own things, I went to see Penn & Teller, so that was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, if you're more musical inclined, there's the the Chippendales. Not, you know, people want to go there. You can go after like day one, day two, day every day, you could go and see the Chippendales. There's Adele. Um, there's magic, lots of magic at LVO and Cirque du Soleil. But there's a lot of cool stuff to do. And like, yeah, I really like your new format for this year, because as I said, it's nice and relaxed. And everyone goes out and chills. I think this year we're looking to try and go because there was a Korean restaurant, Korean barbecue, on the way from in the Rio to the gaming hall. That was really good. I, I ate there. Yeah, so we're gonna because like basically every time we we came after <laughs> after like the tournament, it's like, oh, what's the the queue? It's like, oh, oh, there's no queue. Can we sit down? Oh, the the wait is like three hours. It's like all the 40k players are just in the casino waiting <laughs> waiting to come in. So there's a couple. There's a there's a okay. couple other really cool things about LVO uh, that might sway some people. Um, so there's a lot of content creators that go specifically to play or just to be there. Like I got to meet Duncan Rhodes and do an interview with oh, Duncan yes. Rhodes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was really, really exciting and cool. Um, I saw him on the plane back. He, he oh, was yeah? not happy. He looks very, <laughs> very stressed out. It's fine. 
Um, but we're trying to get, I'm trying to get Shane from command point. Obviously you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. A lot of podcasters are going to be there. Uh, so if you guys listen to podcasts or YouTubers, we have battle brother Ben going. So yeah. And so we're trying, I'm trying to actively make this like a really cool place for content creators to go to as well, because maybe we can do something Thursday with some content creators or a stream a game or two, or who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Um, exactly. And it's a really cool place just to meet people and make friends. I know I made a lot of friends uh, when I used to not TO. Now I make even more friends <laughs> when I get to exactly. talk to everyone a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the, there'll be the Games Workshop preview seminar, I think on the mm-hmm. Wednesday, Wednesday, if you get there early enough. So it's like LVO is going to be fun. Even if you're just, even if you're coming around just to say hi or just look, because there's so much fun to do. Like you could come around and just go, oh, I'm only going to play on the Friday after dark and then just like do whatever. Like, you have yeah. the freedom to do that. So like, I recommend it. Like, it's going to be great. I made a lot of cool friends there. Like, obviously, Dakota, Giacomo. Oh, I forgot the guy's name who was there last time TO with you. Uh, Elliot. So we. So this Elliot, year we have... Yes. Elliot's yes. amazing. He's the, the heart of our team. Yeah. We have Sheldon joining us this year who's going to be helping. Oh, nice. He's going to help stream. So Giacomo and him will both be doing the stream and top table TO. So now we have a dedicated TO to top table. Make sure. Awesome. Sheldon being... is great. Hilarious. Yes, <laughs> like, he is. So it'll uh, be fun. We have a, a buddy of mine named Troy. Troy's going to be helping uh, judge rule call with us. And then nice. we have... Um, we have a lot of people. So we have a couple people in the store. Um, we have about seven staff members. So we have Eric, who's going to be coming through and helping Elliot out a lot with uh, back of the house stuff. So uh, ultimately, it should be a great time. Yeah. And remember, uh, you should go because the tickets, like, as I said, should should sell out. So get them before they go instead of like literally last year. I only got my ticket thanks to Dakota. Like literally, I was just like, oh, gosh, the worst case scenario happened. I booked the flight hotel and the tickets went, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, I'll be giving away a ticket. So the way I'll be doing it, I'll make a post on my YouTube, Facebook and Fred's. And then all you have to do is like comment, subscribe and comment why you want to go to LVO. Like what's the cool thing for you. And then that'll be done by the end of October to tie in with, like, as I said, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, because that helped for me last year. So hopefully it helped other people. And yeah, so it'll be a normal ticket because uh, the pre-release tickets have all gone. I, I have, as I said, got a fancy uh, high ballers ticket. So I get like a, a shirt, a glass of beer, beer, an American beer glass. So I'm going to use that for though. water because mm-hmm. that's going to keep me hydrated. But it's going to be really cool. And yeah, LVO should be really fun. And you'll, you'll be in safe hands with Dakota. Like you are a stern, uh, but a fun TO. So you will ensure there is like, everyone has a good time. And I think uh, the the one thing I really liked the most about last year's LVO was like pretty much everyone had an amazing time. There was such a varied spread of players, not just at the tournament, but even in the top, top 16, top eight. So it was really great to see. And uh, I th- I think it's starting to bring out the best in players, not just competitive, but just people having a good time. So you'll have a good time regardless. But uh, I think that's everything to co- unless you have everything to add, because I've kind of kept you here a while. Anything else? 
That's I'm All good. Right. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, John. I appreciate it. It's you. a pleasure. Remember, I'll be doing a YouTube video as well. So this like the in-depth podcast is coming first, and then I'll do obviously the video, which is weird. I'm talking it unless you're the podcast. Anyway, it's fine. It all makes sense. It's it's fine. My it makes sense in my brain. But yeah, you should go LVO. You should uh use Luster's workshop. Remember, it does ship internationally, but if you're in America, it's obviously more ideal, but it does ship internationally. And then uh you have squad games, your podcast, and your Discord, which I'll put in like the show notes slash episode description. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So thanks for being on to being on Dakota. It's a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure to shout you out. Like you are amazing. And it's great to see more people like you involved in Kill Team. Right back at you, brother. Thank you so much. You 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 doing your content, brother. It really it really helps the scene. So I have to thank you just as much, brother. Seriously. Oh no, it's my pleasure. It's like I want to show, like, obviously traveling does cost a lot, but if you can budget it right and do it, you will have a good time. So it's like, especially if you're going to another country, it can be apprehensive. But for me, um, like Nova, LVO, all being great. And like, I'm even going to more tournaments this year and maybe next year as well. So it's trying to push the boat of not just traveling around in your own country, because it's actually more difficult in America because you're so far apart, <laughs> but even people from the UK. So I'm trying to convince more people from UK and Europe to come over here. Like I know the Spanish, Spanish don't think they need to come to LVO. Well, it turns out they might, they might have yeah. to, so they might have well, to come back. Yeah. The, it's funny. Um, it's kind of like if anyone knows what the Super Bowl is, uh, it's kind of like the Super Bowl for kill team. At yes. the end of, it's at the very end of the season. It's the last place to score points. It's the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest tournament in the world. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. So until next time, remember, no matter what happens in Vegas, as long as you roll a crit, everything will be fine.